So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, I know I am. And uh, we're in a little, I guess you could call it a mini series of reading a few excerpts from The Last Relapse. And I'm having a lot of fun doing this with you guys. It's uh, it's just, I don't know, like, I, I think the book is just art for me. Uh, I was talking about this uh, a couple episodes ago. And so sharing it with you guys is a real treat. And we do have an audiobook, so I've already kind of like read through the whole thing. But again, it's not for me, it's not about reading it. That's not what's so cool. It's reading it to people and getting a chance to share it is like super fun. So I'm enjoying this. And I talked about a couple episodes ago how just how well the launch went and that my wife had actually thrown a surprise launch party for me. And so we got dressed up and we had great food and all of our Jamaican family and friends were there and we had a blast, man. It was super fun. And I had this really special moment, which kind of inspired me to actually uh, read a few excerpts from the book to you guys because they, um, you know, they, they toasted me and, and took some turns and my family from Canada had zoomed in. And so they were, they were, you know, toasting me as well. And just, it was, it was amazing. Like all my favorite people and loved ones just cheering me on and celebrating me. And I, I really felt quite touched by all of it. And then I got to read an excerpt from the book and it's always, it's always funny. Like, it's kind of like when you're a singer and then people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, my friend Sathya, he's like, he's this really great singer. Sathya, why don't you sing something? You know, like, it's always a little bit like, ah, like, I don't, I don't want to just kind of turn it on and sing in front of you. That's, that's kind of weird. And um, I don't feel quite the same way about reading out of my book. I would say it's not to that same level. But it is a little bit like, oh, geez, uh, what, what do I read? Like, the book is, you know, 270-some pages long. It, it's a big, big book. And... I, I was kind of thinking, um, okay, what am I going to read? And then as soon as like I kind of thought about it and just relaxed a bit, right away I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to read. And so uh, I want you to just picture uh, me sitting in kind of a, a pretty decent-sized living room and about 15 Jamaicans circled around listening to me read this section. I, I'm going to set it up a little bit. And then you'll kind of start to understand why I'm giving you this context. And of course, I'm not just reading to tell you a story or whatever. These are some really important concepts in the book. Uh, This excerpt is actually from chapter 8, which is called A Thriving Relationship with God. And it's interesting, I... I, I move in a lot of charismatic circles. Uh, you know, I've been part of a charismatic church for uh, about, uh, I don't know, gosh, nine years, 11 years. Uh, I kind of lose count. And, you know, there's some things I just love about the charismatic church that have radically revolutionized my life and my walk with God. And there's some things that, you know, I'm not as big on. And a lot of the questions I get asked in charismatic churches are, you know, do you do deliverance and why do people need to do your program when you can just kind of pray and, you know, you can deliver somebody in an instant and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, I totally understand where they're coming from, especially when you've been sort of indoctrinated that way in your respective church. But our personal philosophy here and the approach we take to deep clean is that actually if you deliver somebody, but you don't develop maturity within them, they will not have the sustenance to properly steward the breakthrough God gave them. 
And what I mean by that is we see people who do get set free, like, because God does that, absolutely. And he can do it in an instant and he, he does it in an instant and he will continue to do so. But then we see that people actually fall off the wagon, you know, a couple weeks later, months, uh, whatever it might be, uh, simply because they don't actually have the resources and the tools that are necessary to steward their freedom long term. So in my opinion, and if, if you look biblically, while Jesus did set people free uh, during his time on earth, you, you see that even with the disciples, he was not bringing them financial miracles in an instant, even though he could. And I mean, I guess he did actually, because one time he helped them uh, find, you know, a big gold coin in the mouth of a fish so they could pay off their taxes. So he, he did that for them occasionally, but a majority of the time he was much more interested in their development and their maturation as a believer. And the same is true for you and I. And so that's why we, we save sort of the more spiritual elements for the end, because we believe there's actually some other concepts that are still biblically based, but also research proven that are important for you building the, the maturity and the development necessary for you to actually steward some of the spiritual breakthroughs that can happen a little bit further on in the process. So anyways, that's why this chapter is a little bit nearer to the end. It's also why if you do deep clean with us, uh, you know, we, we do tackle the spiritual roots, but we do save that as well for the latter part of the program. And I'm going to pick it up here uh, kind of midway through a point, but this, uh, this section is called collateral reward. And like I said, I'm going to take a minute or two just to set it up. And then you'll kind of see why Shaloma's Jamaican family and friends were absolutely loving their lives as I was reading this section of the book to them. So here we go. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, etc. Matthew 6, verse 5 to 9. The layout of this scripture is similar to what we previously discussed. Jesus explains what the hypocrites do when they pray. Then he urges us to avoid their example because they pursue public reward. Instead, pray privately. Make it personal, just between you and the Father. Invite him in and no one else. And when you do, your Father who sees what is done secretly will reward you. Again, there is an implication in Jesus' instruction. Prayer is not about being seen or getting results. It is first about connecting with the Father. Then Jesus makes this wild statement. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Did you catch that? How many times do we pray to let God know our needs? God, please provide a new house. God, I need a new job. God, I need a raise. God, I'm really stressed. I need peace. And Jesus is saying, just so you know, the Father already knows your needs. Which means if you are praying to simply make God aware of your needs, you are wasting your time. Why then would Jesus encourage us to pray if God already knows our needs? Could it be that prayer is more about developing intimacy with God than it is about simply producing outcomes? Jesus invites us to experience prayer privately with the Father as a personal experience. We're connecting with Him as our first priority before we engage in any prayer itself. Finally, Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 
But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18. The message here is don't worry about being seen by anyone except the father. Jesus is redirecting you and me into the secret place with the father to build intimacy with him, to be seen, known, and understood in a way that will far exceed the intimacy we could experience with anyone else. We have made the mistake of reducing spiritual disciplines to practices and behaviors when they are meant to be facilitators of intimacy. Similarly, we have mistaken the secret place as a breeding ground for public reward. Many Christians believe that if you spend enough time with God privately, eventually he rewards you publicly. What if he is the reward? Could it be that as we adhere to Jesus' teachings and pursue greater intimacy with God in a private manner, we are rewarded by experiencing more of him in the process? And anything beyond that is simply a bonus? This is my personal approach to spiritual disciplines. I believe that while all disciplines have their value, ultimately the reason we engage with them is to foster intimacy with the living God. Without this component, spiritual disciplines become rigid and rote. But the model Jesus sets in Matthew 6 makes it clear they are meant to be dynamic and engaging. And that's not the best part. In my own life, I can confess that I am much more like my wife after being with her for many years. When we first met, I was my own person. I did things my own way. But as our lives have intersected and overlapped more and more over the years, this dynamic has changed. There are things I do now that I clearly learned from her. As an example, my wife is Jamaican. She speaks Patois. She is therefore by default a hundred times cooler than I will ever be. Shaloma has done a great job of adopting Canadian culture while still preserving a decent amount of her Jamaican heritage. Her Jamaican friends might disagree with that one, but this is my book and that's my opinion. In fact, you wouldn't really know Shaloma is Jamaican unless you paid close attention. Her accent is almost non-existent and she speaks in clear English. That is, of course, until she gets in a car. I don't know what it is about driving, but the slightest of deficiencies or delinquencies in other drivers on the road brings out a completely different side of my wife. Some call it road rage. I call it Shaloma's inner Jamaican. Driving is to Shaloma what anger is to the Hulk. I used to laugh at my wife's antics until one day I got cut off on the highway and my inner Jamaican came out. Patois, slang, and even a bit of an accent. I was spewing my frustrations at a Bob Marley level. Where did that come from? And more importantly, did I just become cool? No, still not cool. But clearly the time I spent with my wife had begun to rub off on me. I can assure you that if I lived my life without Shaloma, there is no way I would respond like that to an incompetent driver. This is the fruit of intimacy. Our relationship is flawed, we make mistakes, we have miscommunications and misunderstandings, but we get back up and try again. We spend time together, and in the process, I've become more like her, and she has become more like me. She may road rage like a Jamaican, but she cooks like an Indian. Similarly, the collateral reward of building intimacy with God is that we become more like Him. In spending time getting to know Him and letting Him know us, we adopt His nature, His holy and righteous nature. And in the process, He starts to rub off on us. We start to embody His essence. This is the power of intimacy. This pursuit of holiness does not happen without an intimate pursuit of the Almighty God. So finally, we're going to look at a few practical ways to walk this out. 
So that's my section, guys. That's called Collateral Reward. It's part of chapter eight of The Last Relapse, which is a thriving relationship with God. And like I said, this is something we're really passionate about here. In fact, if, if I can't help you get free of porn, I hope that I can at least help you draw closer to Jesus. And that is always my promise in the work we do. Um, you know, we see a pretty good success rate in guys anyways who want to get free of porn, but we really see guys growing closer with Jesus, getting over the breakthrough, uh, the, the barriers rather, that were stopping them from getting those breakthroughs in their lives. And, um, and that part is really rewarding. And so I'm very passionate about this. And, uh, and I hope that you found this beneficial. If you want to get your hands on the book, it's available on all major platforms. It's called The Last Relapse. And there is the audiobook available. So if you like the sound of my voice, you want to keep hearing it. And, uh, and maybe you just would prefer to listen to the book instead of read it physically. Hey, that's totally cool. And, um, and I, I read it myself. So uh, I went through the effort. It took, um, well, it took some, it took some time, but I'm, I'm pretty diligent when I get focused and uh, I can be pretty efficient. Anyway, um, that's everything I think for today, guys. But I want to thank you for your support. I think this is probably the last excerpt we're going to read from the book. And, uh, and we'll move on to our, our regular content in the next few days. But I uh, really, really appreciate you guys and the support you provided. And if you do have your hands on the book already, one thing you can do that would really help me is to leave a rating or review. And this is just going to let other people know who are maybe checking out the book uh, this is going to let them know what they can expect. And it's one of the best ways that you can actually help other people who are in need. If maybe you don't want to become a coach yourself, you don't even want people to know you struggled, but you do know that what you have is special and you've made some progress and you've learned and you want to impart to other people around you who are maybe further behind in the journey. This is a great way to do that. Leave a rating or review on content that's actually going to be valuable to them. Uh, you're going to do them a huge favor. And if you did enjoy the book, I would appreciate it if uh, you included The Last Relapse in your ratings and reviews. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.